Well, listening to all of that and joining us now is our political editor, Joe Moyer. Kia ora, good morning, Joe. Hi, Ingrid. We do have a poll to talk about as well, but let's talk about the uh, the beneficiaries, uh, well, the reset uh, being talked about here. What is going on there? We know the government does have a traffic light system, which is going to be introduced later. Why are they talking about this reset now? Look, I think you just need to go back to Sunday when you saw the Prime Minister Christopher Luxon make his State of the Nation speech. He talked in that about tough love, you know, the free ride is over. And here he was 24 hours later putting out a, an action, a deliverable. And that's important for him at the moment. You know, there's been a bit of uh, criticism from the opposition and others about how this new coalition government has been doing a lot of repealing and getting rid of things, you know, sort of a bit of a negative vibe going on there. This was something where the Prime Minister was was able to say, we are taking action, we're doing something about it. And look, it's bread and butter stuff um, for the, all three coalition government parties as well. I think Christopher Luxon's taken an opportunity here alongside his National Party Minister Louise Upston to really have the oxygen on this one. You have seen both Winston Peters and David Seymour being sucking up so much of that government oxygen of late over the last few months um, in the first sort of, uh, what are we, 80 odd days of the um, 100 day plan. This was a really easy, I guess, opportunity for National to, to put some runs on the board, really, um, and, and take it off uh, New Zealand First and Act, who, who support this as well and would happily be talking about it, but they're not. It's National who's talking about it here. Is there any downside risk, though, in terms of how they're painting themselves? No, I don't think so, because I think if you look at the um, sort of bread and butter stuff of uh, of people who have said that they are voting for National during the campaign period, you know, who who talked to media about why they were, were voting National at New Zealand First, they were wanting to talk about things like getting, you know, tougher on crime um, and getting more people working. I think uh, one of the lines that um, was in the post-Cabinet press conference yesterday was uh, when low- and middle-income workers go to work to fund the welfare system, they have an expectation that those who receive the benefit do their bit. And I don't think anyone will think that's unreasonable. Now, they're going to keep hammering that line because actually their voters will agree with that. Mm. And it's pushing that narrative again, isn't it, of a wasteful, uh, of the previous Labour government being wasteful and, uh, you know, spendthrifts with, with that taxpayer money. Uh, OK, let's look at this uh, latest poll that was out uh, last night. Not a lot of movement for the Prime Minister for Nationals' position. Yeah, I mean, it was a an interesting poll probably because it didn't really say that much in terms of any change. Um, the results are so similar to what you saw um, in October at the election result. You know, the movements were sort of, you know, 0.8 here, 0.6 here, all within margin of error type stuff. Looking at the preferred Prime Minister, though, uh, that was a comparison with uh, One News Varian's previous poll in October, which, of course, had... Uh, Christopher Luxon steady on 25 and Chris Hipkins down 10 points to 15. I don't think it's that surprising that Chris Hipkins has taken that dive. He probably wouldn't have wanted to take as much of a dive. Christopher Luxon won't necessarily be stoked about uh, not having had that sort of traditional prime ministerial um, bump that does often, you know, come after an election result. But in saying that, he's the prime minister. So who cares? It's a numbers game, right? In terms of the election... 
National got the numbers to form a coalition. He didn't wasn't getting 40s in the, the preferred Prime Minister and National wasn't getting into 40s as a party. But here they are. They formed a three-party coalition government and Christopher Luxon is the Prime Minister. And I think he'd probably like to see a little bit of a bump, but he's probably not going to be staying awake at night over it. OK, what about Chris Hipkins? I know you said it wasn't surprising. We are in this uh, part of the cycle, of the election cycle, where obviously the government, and now they're being three, three members of the coalition government, taking up a lot of the oxygen. Will, not surprising, but will he be worried by that? Yeah, look, I mean, Chris Hopkins yesterday, uh, when that poll result came out, talked about, uh, you know, polls fluctuate and I'm not the Prime Minister. And, and he has been uh, pretty quiet. It's hard work in opposition. I mean, we talk about it being the hardest job in politics, and it really is. I think the other problem, too, for uh, Chris Hipkins at the moment is, you know, the party's undergoing a bit of a reset. They had a, a pretty terrible result uh, at the election and need to really work out their path forward from here. There's going to be some difficult conversations about what they're going to do, um, you know, in the tax p- space, for example. And they just aren't yet at the point of sorting that out. The Greens are also having an interesting situation at the moment with this change, um, you know, incoming change of co-leader. Now, depending on who that is, it's obviously most likely to be Chloe Swarbrick. That could shift the party a little bit in terms of what their focus is. You know, there's uh, chatter about the fact that maybe the the Green Party will push more towards that sort of social social justice space and not having uh, James Shaw in that sort of uh, more climate change space. So, look, there's a lot going on in the left at the moment. You've also got Te Pāti Māori who got a bit of a bump in that poll too. Um, And and it will be interesting to see how that opposition and those three opposition parties start to potentially work together to hold the government to account as well, because you do now have the situation of a three-party coalition. Are you going to have a three-party opposition, and what will that look like as well? Mm, something to watch out for. Thank you very much for that. That is our political editor, Joe Moyer.